0: Hi everyone, welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 Turtles sequel, The Secret of the one minute at a time. I am your host Scott Tofty. With me again today for minute 9, Our panel of co-hosts Chris O'Connor Michelangelo Rachel Gatlin Hi And Adam Sheehan Michelangelo? I was gonna say Who the hell's Michael Where's what? What? He's (laughs) not on the panel But you know Who is on the panel? From Gilmore Ball Z Mr. Grant Lowe Bigly phallic Hot dog chicken
1: Bigly phallic (laughs) Hot (laughs)
2: dog chicken Hi guys I get it It's a callback To the last minute Uh There's like
1: nothing phallic about a giant cock. <laughs> Whoa. 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 It's a chicken. It's a chicken. What? It's a, a hot rooster. Dog chicken. That's what, yeah, it's a rooster. Come on. <laughs> Easy there. What else
0: would you call it? Hey, wait. So I don't w- believe that, are we? Careful <laughs> <If> there. <it's, laughs> if it's a hot dog chicken, would that make it a cock dog? I think. <laughs> alright, alright. <laughs> and all right. Right. my other question is: do you put it in the bun? All right, all right.
3: right. <laughs> let's not let's not what? get in these
0: trouble
1: at <laughs> These are all legitimate hot dog-based questions. <laughs> let's, let's not get in trouble again.
0: Again. Again. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we're here in minute nine. Grant is back with us. Hi, Grant. Hello. And uh, we are talking about Turtles two. So uh, this minute. Oh my God! Thank you for whoever posted that picture of the hot dog chicken <laughs> into our me. Facebook chat. That's a vaguely
3: phallic oh, hot dog man. chicken. I'll
0: oh, give you that. That's what?
1: a. Well, it's <laughs> even. He's like he's wearing a helmet. Oh, uh, anyway, this isn't good for the listeners. We'll post it on Twitter. Or something. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it.
2: He's got little <laughs> pants too. <laughs>
4: I wasn't wrong.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So this right. minute starts, uh, minute nine, with people exiting uh, uh, onto Spring Street. Little from people. April's apartment building, and it ends with uh, April grabbing a rubber snake out of a fridge.
2: That's that's usually where you keep your rubber snakes, right? Well, I mean,
0: I, listen, when I was a kid, we'll get there. I kept a lot of rubber snakes. Wait, when I you're I'm trying to scare grownups.
2: Yes.
1: Constantly
0: trying to play this or trick. Or the As toilet remind me when we get to the snake part, we'll talk about it more. But uh, We shouldn't uh, have to remind you. Well, I mean, you know my memory. It's awful. Speaking of memory, I forgot to bring up something last minute that I wanted to talk about. So real quick, I'm going to do a rewind, and I'm going to grab one last thing from the previous minute. Uh, When Kino comes back into the mall at the end of last minute, we get a music cue. And I was curious uh, if you guys had a thought as to what that cue might be the theme for It's it's not quite the shredder suite it's not quite a foot clan thing i was almost thinking it might just be like the ooze theme like the mysterious ooze theme you guys know the cue i'm talking about
3: that yeah, was yesterday man i don't know That's so right. long <laughs> well, ago i'm surprised you remember mm. i i know it was a whole 24 hours
0: <laughs> anyway it'll come up again I'll, I'll try to mention it next time i hear it but let's talk about minute nine now uh, we'll let the Twitter friends, Twitter friends, talk that one out.
1: Twiddle I friends, I love her hat. <laughs> so, Twiddle friends, oh, twiddle, twiddle, twiddle friends, friends. Our Twiddle friends, Our twiddle Our twiddle friends. friends. <laughs> that's great. I love that.
0: Oh my god! How
1: are my Twiddle friends?
4: <laughs> twiddle friends, word <We're> so, dumb. There's <laughs> <just> a couple. <laughs> Real curious
0: why how much this will make it to the final we episode.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we only get punchier from here out too, which is mm. the worst part. Um this woman walking out of the building with, oh, I could assume her husband, boyfriend, something, are I, I clearly not happy with each other at this
1: moment, right? Yeah, they're they're going off to some sort of a work function, like a cocktail party or something. I gotta say, her hat is killer. That's it's very good. royal family. And she she and,
2: borrowed it from LaToya Jackson, I think. Yeah. <laughs> now, they're obviously
4: uh, on their way to go spectate at the Hunger Games. Look at the way they're dressed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the dude's wearing sunglasses at night. And, like,
1: uh, what is this
0: weird... Is this, There's this a Corey Hart joke in there somewhere. I yeah. yeah. wish I knew the words to
1: that song. <laughs> you, no, you don't. Um, yeah, I do. Because I wear my sunglasses <laughs> at night all the time. Well, I'm that's, incredibly photophobic.
0: Say, is, you have, don't you have some vision issues also?
1: Yeah, I'm highly sensitive to light. So. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, you know, that's different.
0: I don't think Corey, Fel- uh, Corey
4: Feldman, Corey Hart had the same problem. This guy I mean, might, though. You never know. And he takes him Maybe. right off when he's tra- talking to April, so it's obviously not that serious.
1: Well, no, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where when you engage with somebody, like I, I wear my sunglasses a lot indoors, but when I uh, go up to somebody to talk to them, uh, I find uh, people are more at ease if you take the sunglasses off. Oh, okay. Mm.
3: I learned
4: something I think today. He just,
1: I think he wears
3: them just so he can take them off for effect. Yeah. Like the That's dude entirely a possible. NCIS When or you are as
1: small as this man obviously is, you need to do a little peacocking to get some attention.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about this lady and her hat and her hair and her outfit and all this stuff. Not to judge, but just to point out that this is yet another cartoon-looking person in this movie. Grant, you were not here for our first week of minutes, but uh, you might remember in the first few minutes of this movie, there's a couple of close-ups of people eating pizza. Mm -hmm. And they're all very unique looking people We sort of discovered that the entire city of New York seems to be populated by uh, Populated, emphasis on the wrong syllable uh, Populated by people who look like they're straight out of the 80s turtle cartoon And I don't think that this woman is any different
1: And he's carrying a Christmas package
4: It struck me for sure uh, Just because I'm not used to it Because like I said I'm more familiar with the first movie
0: yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely noticeable how much these people sort of stand out, how unique looking they are. And uh, I think whereas quotability was the thing for movie one,
4: the unique faces might be the thing for movie two. I wonder if that's to make it a little easier, a little bit easier to believe that they live in a world people can just be like, giant turtle, sure.
1: <laughs> that's entirely possible. Maybe, you know, like they, they went to the, uh, the Jim Henson's like creature shop and be like, okay. So, uh, the only things you got to make are like these turtles, this rat, and then uh, like a giant baby, uh, you know, snapping turtle and a uh, whatever the other one was. But uh, while we're at it, could you draw up some costumes for ways to make people look like <laughs> cartoons as well? Yes, were, we Where they send the costume
2: mistress to some thrift store, like buy the weirdest stuff you can find.
1: Make these people memorable. I was
3: also yeah. trying to figure out what it is they're saying to each other as they're leaving. Muriel, it's hard to hear.
2: Something or
1: other, like you didn't need to bring it up.
3: I imagine they're trying to figure out why the carpet's all wet.
2: I don't know, Margot. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: her name is uh, Muriel, I think. But but uh, she she was like, you didn't need to say that, or, so, or no, he he was like, you didn't need to say that because she brought up like if you lay back on like the the heavy aerobics and the jumping and yelling. Well, no, that well, comes uh, later.
0: So I was going to say the the exit dialogue is a lot more easy to understand than the uh uh the, their introductory dialogue in this minute. Yeah. Um, but we do get the name Muriel a little later. This guy recognizes April. Uh Muriel From the M- news. Muriel has to help him out though. He's like, Hey, I know you and she's like, You idiot, it's April O'Neill." So she's clearly peeved with him already. Um, what do we think they were arguing about?
2: Why the rug I, was wet?
3: I don't know, Margot.
1: Why <laughs> I is can't the card you bought wet this stupid
2: top. gift? <laughs> I don't know, Margot. Anyway. I told why you are, that happened. Why <laughs> are we bringing your
1: lady boss such a nice gift that I've always wanted you to get me? <laughs> oh, he's definitely holding a gift. I yeah. didn't notice that. Yeah.
3: yeah.
4: Maybe
1: yeah,
2: he's they're, they're arguing about the gift and why the carpet's wet. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Maybe she just doesn't
3: want to go to the stupid party. Yeah. <laughs> or he doesn't want to go to the stupid party. Or she just realized she's dressed like a like a subway driver. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Old-timey conductor here. They're, Come on, everybody, really, let's do the Chattanooga choo-choo.
2: They're really upset about the Griswold's Christmas decorations this year.
1: <laughs> 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 they're both really upset about being five foot flat. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so I, I want to point ahead, out uh, another really tropey moment. Oh, is it going to be the baguette? It is. Well, okay, there's two go. things. So. So April has a bag of groceries and sticking out the top is a is a baguette but there's also if you if you look closely just loose celery there's always a baguette <laughs> and loose celery mm. in, yeah and neither of them yeah neither of them are in bags
4: usually the baguette comes in the sleeve yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just a loose baguette and loose celery. Also, apparently, the the turtles' diet entirely consists of pizza. So is April O'Neil just going to sit on the couch and eat that entire baguette from end to end? Because <laughs> if so, you're she's a my hero.
1: poesian.
2: I mean, I've done that. A baguette I baguette with cheese,
1: hand, stalk you know? of celery, in the other a
2: baguette, fun. Nutella, a little, and then some you dip. olive, <laughs> some
1: olive oil and spices. You know, that's <laughs> actually not bad. A said, that's a really big story. baguette for one person. <laughs> She spreads uh, it out over a couple of days.
2: <laughs> one time, I bought a baguette and brie, and that was my dinner.
4: Oh.
0: One time, it, we had a, really good. an olive baguette that had, like, olives oh, baked olive into loaves. it. Oh, and those olive loaves. Oh, they're just so sliced good. And we sliced it up and put it in the baggies to, like, save it for later, and then went out mm-hmm. for a little while, and we came back, and my dog had eaten them all. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> oh. Damn it. Yeah. You I had like to take that him, kid. I, I had to um, take him to the vet the next day.
2: You <laughs> said like that kid from Animaniacs. One time, Randy Beeman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Bye. <laughs>
2: okay. Bye. Oh, God. <laughs> so,
0: uh, hey, you're that uh, April O'Neil. Uh and then this woman immediately chastises her for jumping and yelling and doing aerobics, which you know
2: oh, clearly, honey.
0: clearly they don't see any guys coming and going, so one mm-hmm. can only assume that she's not doing anything other than aerobics. But,
1: well, I know the way that the, no. The way that she As says a, it kind of implies joke. that you know she thinks maybe that's happening. Mm. Oh, also and this that team... I, I, and that could be part of why her her uh, her bow is like, "What? I can't believe you brought that up."
3: Yeah, <laughs> and this guy just grabs April's keys out of her hand.
4: I was about to mention that. Like, what? What? In what world is that okay? Even if it's like, I'm going to help you with the door. Like, oh, don't, don't mind. I'm just going to take your keys directly out of your hands. It would have been awesome if he just ran down the street with them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> These are mine but Let me now. get that for you.
0: Yoink, bye. bye.
3: <laughs> and she yeah. has this look like, excuse me? Yeah. Like, excuse me? He's being, like, aggressively
0: helpful. Um. So, so what the heck? Oh, I, as a New Yorker, I, I don't know. I'm sure everyone's dealt with this at some point in their life, but you always live below the noisiest people on the planet, right? Oh,
2: yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, like, I lived beneath this girl one time and I swear at three o'clock in the morning, she would just clomp around in her loudest shoes.
1: Yeah. I, I, I lived beneath a uh, a couple that were very quiet and, and very neat and orderly, but they went on long assignments overseas like for months at a time. And so there was nobody in their apartment to realize that the AC was leaking. And then my ceiling collapsed.
4: Oh my Damn. God. Oh no. Uh, my my last place not my current place but the one i i just moved out of the uh, i i was surrounded on all sides above me was a very nice family with a little girl who apparently like wore legend of zelda iron boots at all times <laughs> and and was like always practicing a dance recital um to the point where like the noise would f- freak my cats out and they'd spin around the apartment on the oh, uh, on one side of the apartment our bedroom shared a wall with this teenager who was up until all hours of the night playing games with his friends and screaming at his mother. Oh jeez! And on the other side <laughs> of us, that we sh- our living room shared a wall with another part, another a uh, couple that lived next door who just always had parties every weekend. And mm. it wasn't like bump and heavy bass music parties. They was like they would get the band together and jam, but it was oh, a, no. but it was a different genre every week. <laughs> no, that's you know. That's awful. Sometimes, sometimes it'd be like you know, get the girl at the party to like you. Acoustic rock. Sometimes it'd be like jazz. One time it was mariachi music. Ooh, <laughs> at least they're eclectic. Maybe they're music teachers. <laughs> yeah, that was. They were our favorites of the three. I I can see why. Um, Ad, anyway. Adam and
2: I live next to this m- mom and her horrible teenage daughter. And when mom would go out of town, the boy, the girl's boyfriend would come over.
3: And things would get weird. Uh, I, I oh, never no. want to hear
2: that ever again. Oh, what what no. was funny, though,
3: is before they moved in, we were next to You're this couple. You're far that was... away from your neighbors. How did you hear it?
2: The walls were thin.
3: Yeah, we we used to live in an apartment before we lived oh,
1: in our current house. Oh, okay. All right. I was, was going to say. Before <laughs> they before the moved yard. in we lived next to this couple
3: who we never heard. And I just assumed it's because the walls were quite thick and you just couldn't hear between the two apartments. Yeah. So the stuff that I would just proclaim in our living room and you know, we're like, ah, who cares? Blah, blah, blah. And then, and then this mother and daughter moved next to us and we realized, Oh my God, that couple was just silent. Yeah. And you can hear, Everything. Everything. So they knew a yeah. lot of
1: things about you, didn't they?
3: <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah, just dumb stuff that I would just say. <laughs> oh, dear. Like every woman stupid thing i ever blankety said.
1: Blankety-blank, blankety-blank.
3: They were just sitting over there like, Adam's really getting into it over there about the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of X-Men, we'll get to that a little
0: later. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, he grabs his, the keys out of April's hand. He opens the door up for her. This woman is very judgmental. And uh, thinks that April should exercise more quietly. They let her into the building and she's like, just dude, get me away from this guy. Uh, And then uh, Bob and his lady here, I don't know if that's his real name, have a conversation. And the thing I like about this conversation, uh, I wrote it down, let me pull it up. She says, uh, oh, where did it go? There it is. A skirt walks by and you act like you've never even seen me before. (laughs) Whoa. Mm. A skirt. Oh, whoa. She calls her a skirt.
1: Oh, my. Um,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> uh, so Maybe it
1: is something to do with his lady boss. Yeah, mm. I don't think that these
0: two last very long as a couple. <laughs> no. So, uh, anyway, we get to the inside of April's apartment, which, as is standard for any apartment in New York City film and television, it's way bigger than any real New York City apartment. Right. Um and it's kind of nice. It looks like a new build. Everything is white and shiny and new for 1991. It's way different than where she used to live. That's for
1: sure. April has oh, yeah. definitely moved up.
0: Moved uh, up
1: from that shop she lived in before. To the best apartment, uh, you know, the highest-paid uh, action news reporter of the city can can afford. Yeah, that's yes. true. She did get that big raise.
4: Hey guys, really quickly remind office. me again, what was that shop she lived above called? Oh, Second it was the. Time oh,
0: damn it! Oh man, even the no. guests let us have <sighs> it now. Oh man,
3: <laughs> set me right up for that. Oh, Thank you. God, Chris, uh. you're never gonna get away from it.
2: This how is you, the joke I think, hate the most. <laughs> how do you, the, you think I feel? I have to sit next to him. <laughs> you can hit him for us. Yeah, much but you is might, why you I also do it
4: visual, Rachel. We don't do. I do. I do.
2: <laughs> Rachel, does he just
4: like do it in your day-to-day life too? Like oh that restaurant was really good. I can't wait to go to
3: it a
2: second time around. <laughs> no, he knows better than that. <laughs>
1: Well, although now, now I might.
2: I know. See, you encouraged him. You planted the idea. Now, Thanks, my Grant. life is hell.
1: Hey, next time, next time that comes up, Rachel, could we could we get like a satisfying smacking sound, please?
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I remember, how you I'll, decide you right. to make Wouldn't that
1: sound dare. is up to you. Um. So
0: April puts her baguette yeah. down and uh, opens the fridge, and she's B-gets terrified by a ah! rubber snake in the fridge. Now, show of hands. How many of you have put a rubber snake in the fridge in your life? My hand is up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think okay, I, I ever
1: have. Um, so, Nope.
2: I froze a rubber cricket into a glass one time. Wow. That's, nice. That's, That's good. Next level. That's
1: good. Put that in a random ice cube and just wait for somebody to find it?
2: No, no, no. <laughs> I just filled up a glass, put the rubber cricket in there, put it in the freezer, and then left it out on the counter.
1: Were you, like, playing (laughs)
3: Jurassic Park or something? (laughs) Don't remember. See, I I had a creepy crawler machine, so my possibilities were pretty wide I remember as a little
1: kid, like, always, like, well, there was, like, a a period of a couple of years where it was, like, it was the cool thing to be, like, all right, G.I. Joe, you need to go into cryostasis, and I'd put him into, like, glasses of water and be, like, oh, he's gonna melt out now. Did I did that I, with
3: a Han Solo action figure an awful lot. <laughs> I think deja vu because I feel like we
0: discussed your Han Solo and then I also discussed my Mr. Freeze that was actually meant to be put in the freezer because
1: he turned oh. blue. Oh, did now, we talk
2: about that
0: for some reason last year?
2: Maybe,
1: I, I, maybe, maybe not. Who knows?
2: Random question Were creepy crawlers the ones you could eat or the ones you couldn't
3: eat? No, they were toxic. Okay. Yeah, they were like <laughs> rubber. Because right? there,
2: there were two toys where you could make them toxic. Toxic is poop. You can make gummies, and then there was ones where you made gummies that you couldn't eat.
3: Yeah, these were the gummies that you couldn't eat. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: I think something like, I think in February, I was at uh, uh, like a nephew's birthday. And, uh, oh, my girlfriend's nephew's birthday. And he's like four, and my girlfriend's terrified of snakes. So we, you know, clearly had to buy him like a robotic snake toy that was like an AC-controlled or RC-controlled snake that rolled around and that thing was everywhere. We were hiding it all over the place. He loved it.
4: I don't think I ever did the rubber snake uh, gag, but my wife did get one over on me when we were pull- when we were moving into this new apartment, because there was a, an old Christmas ornament of, of her parents that I insisted we take a couple of years ago. I'll send you guys a picture or put it on the Facebook page. It's this terrifying teddy bear with with reindeer antlers that's as tall as the Christmas tree it's standing next to, like it looks like Snuggles the Laundry Bear got possessed by a demon, Lord, and it just has this terrifying smile on its face. So I took it home because obviously I saw how uncomfortable it made her, and I had to have it. Um, <laughs> and so when I was away for the weekend, True driving, love. <laughs> I was away for the weekend driving the car up. Uh, to our new place, she stuck it in the fridge. So it was very much the same thing where I opened the fridge and there's just this thing staring at me and I jumped. <laughs> Excellent. Um, what is the
0: blue package behind the snake? Is that baloney?
2: Yeah. Okay. It also so, kind of looks like a Pantone swatch, but maybe I just have seen too many Pantone swatches in my life. Yeah, you no, know, it's, like, it's,
4: a, it's a thing of baloney or something like it, but it's face down.
0: Right. April was incredibly unorganized with her refrigerator. I feel like there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to how things are thrown in there. Mm.
1: She also seem to be much in there.
3: Those stout bottles of soda that I really miss, those those glass little bottles.
4: And it appears maybe
3: cream soda, which
4: is kind of weird. Mm. Also, whatever whatever that bottle is behind the baloney is definitely going to roll out and crash on the floor. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a mess waiting to happen.
0: So uh, uh, Rachel, April, reaches in and grabs the snake and she says, Michelangelo.
3: Uh, has he played Mike- this prank C- before? Well, that snake is named Michelangelo too? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what, a, what a great coincidence.
0: Um, and then this is the cool part. Oh, we're at the end of the minute. Never mind. I have to talk about the cool part next minute. But uh, they do this thing in this movie where they've, they've now introduced all the turtle personalities via their fight scene. Uh, and now she's sort of introducing them again via the crap they decide to leave around her apartment. And I guess I don't necessarily understand the point of this scene, except for to say that the turtles are cramping her style. Hmm.
2: I don't know. She kind of picks up the snake and has this like loving kind of reaction to it. Like, oh, you <laughs>
1: Makes a weird face. She does. Uh, she, I don't know if it's that loving. It, it seems a little exasperated.
2: Mm, but she's but a smiling. kind
4: of exasperated.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: There's this great screen grab at 58 seconds. If you guys, it's pretty good. 58. Oh yeah. No, she does make a good face there. <laughs> it's oh, a maybe goofy well, face. That's,
0: yeah. that's the great thing about watching a minute at a time is you can freeze frame on the and her hair is doing a weird thing too. But you can freeze frame on like the most random moments of these movies. He's and like, then you yeah. can blast them across the internet for everyone to see. Screenshot. Yeah, that's got to be our,
3: our screen grab for this minute, Scott. <laughs> Already done. I don't know. I
4: think, I think 57 might be the better screen grab because she's like holding the snake and just looking at it with such such tenderness like she's having a, <laughs> a, a heart-to-heart conversation with this rubber snake. He's
1: like, I oh, like snake. snakey. Uh, snake.
4: All right.
0: Well, that wraps up minute number nine. Number nine. And uh, anything left to add in this one, guys, girls, anybody?
1: Well, I mean, that is one way to uh, introduce your recast April O'Neil. Like, hey, it's you, that oh, lady from the news. It's that April O'Neill person. What an
0: idiot. We didn't even talk about the fact that we recasted our April O'Neil. I'm a bad <laughs> host. Yeah, Chris. this is not
3: Judith Hogue.
0: No, this is uh, not Judith Hogue. This is Paige Turco. What do we think of Paige Turco so far as April O'Neil?
1: so far i mean i've I've seen seen her for a grand total of like 30 seconds so uh you know she's all right she's got the shoulder pads for it
0: yep she certainly does i would say that she is i don't know i I don't remember what the story is why they replaced judith hoag i've heard rumors that some of the people on the 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 staff of the film had a hard time working with her or she had a hard time working with them that there was maybe not a lot of Love lost there. I don't know if there's any truth to that. Um, I'd have to do more research, but I have always taken Just, this sort know, of you tweet that change. question.
1: I'm sure she'll be fine answering it.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to. Um, but I have put feelers out to Judith Hogue and Paige Turco to be on our show, so if they want to, we'd love to have you both. I like you both. Yay! It seemed to me, uh, in my head, that Paige Turco was sort of more like the classic leading lady look. Uh... And they might have been going with that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I feel like mm. Judith Hogue was uh, a lot more sort of visually expressive as an actor. And I feel like Paige Turco is sort of, I don't even know how to put it. She's pretty, um, but she's a little bit more cracky, I guess. A little bit more tame as a character. I don't know. I kind of we'll see, what you're, I, I see what
4: you're going for there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll talk about it more as we, as we go through the movie further, but there's definitely, it feels like a different person to me. The character of April O'Neil does not feel the same in this movie as it did in turtles one. And granted, we've only seen her for a minute now, exactly one minute from the beginning of this scene to the end of this one. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll get more fodder for that conversation as we go.
4: Well, uh, you guys else? can correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like uh, April is the, the member of the core cast that changes the most across different iterations of the Turtles. Uh, I think that's well, fair.
1: The voice actors and like puppeteers, they change a lot too, but it's just a thing that you don't notice.
4: Well, even well, I, the talking I, I, I through the cartoons and stuff, right? I don't mean who's portraying her, I just mean as a character. Well, like she starts off in the Mirage
1: comic. Version to version, she's very different from as a
0: scientist, and then in the cartoon, she's like a a damsel in distress reporter, and then in the first movie, she's like kind of a badass reporter. And then she's Megan Fox at some point.
4: Well, and then even (laughs) like in the Nickelodeon show, she's like a teenager with psychic powers. Like they they (laughs) Right. And
3: then in the RDW comics, she's like a scientist teenager with
1: Nobody knows what to do hours, with April but, O'Neil.
4: Well, so, I think that she's just she's a facet of the formula that can that can shift depending on what kind of turtle story you're trying to tell. She she can be whatever they need her to be.
2: So, I found this article on CinemaBlend. I don't there, know how hitter. accurate it is, but Go for it, Rachel. Um, Variety sat down with Judith Hogue to get the skinny on exactly what happened on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that led to her not being invited back for the sequel. The actress revealed to the trade that she was never even approached about the idea of reprising her role from the first movie, and she blames it on her own personal complaining, particularly about the six-day schedule and the amount of violence in the movie. Said Hogue, I thought the movie suffered because of that. It was something I spoke to the producers about, and I think they thought I was too demanding and moved on. But those weren't the only issues encountered on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles set. The actress and the crew also had multiple issues, <coughs> With just the look of the character. Steve Barron wished to replicate April O'Neil's look from the cartoon where she wore a yellow jumpsuit and a big head of red hair. The production was able to handle the creation of animatronic turtle outfits, but this costume was apparently too much to handle. She says, (laughs) They had this really horrifying white jumpsuit and dyed it yellow. It was nixed. I remember just hating my hair in the movie. They gave me this really horrible perm and it never cooperated. So... (laughs) It sounds like there were just a lot of creative differences, and she was easy to kick out. I guess that doesn't
3: sound accurate from what, yeah, yeah, from what we were told from talking to to the director. It seems like he was not aware of the cartoon very much at all. So that,
0: to me, it, I mean, if that's the direction they were going, I don't think that would have been well. Steve maybe Bellen's her impression choice. is that
1: it came from the director, but yeah. it yeah. may have come from someone else, I think it might like have a come producer. From someone
0: else, but uh, that's unfortunate that they weren't able to sort of figure things out and also if you know if the violence was an issue clearly the sequel was not as violent uh and that would have been more up her wheelhouse if in case that you know if in fact that was the issue yeah so interesting good find where was that from variety
2: uh cinema blend but it references a variety article i'll share it in the message yeah
0: we'll put that in the show notes because i'd be interested to read that too all right well i guess that wraps it up for minute nine look at that approaching 30 minutes Not too bad. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. One more day with Grant from Gilmore Ball
4: Z. Grant, give us the plug. Where do we find you? You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Reddit. I'll just look for Gilmore Ball Z. Uh, And then we are also, our podcast itself is available on iTunes, Stitcher, any other podcast tracker of your choice. And we're also on Spotify and Google Play. So if you just Google us, you'll find us. Awesome. Awesome. And I should mention, we
0: are on Spotify now, too. We, that Yay. happened this summer. You can catch the entire first season of Ninja Turtles Minute on Spotify. And I can assume our second season is up there as well uh, as it comes out. So aside from Probably. the, the <laughs> Podbean and Stitcher and all those things, you can find us all over. And then, the, you know, the Twitter and the Insta and Beyond all those other fun
1: pod. things,
0: too. So uh, for the crew here, for Grant from Gilmore Balls, we...
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> um, uh, I'm Scott, they're them, and we'll see you guys on Friday. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Cow up, bunga.